in this place. Pastor Greg's on here. I'm going to sing. Lord is in this place. All right, that's enough. Right. <laughs> How are we, church? You good? Hey, every time uh, so I'm excited, it reminds me of that dude. I forget what he used to do. He used to sell the George Foreman Grillmaster, and he always used to say, I'm excited. Anyone remember that guy? What was his name? Big Kev, was it? Big Kev. There you go. I'm excited. Shows my age. Um, he went down, did he? Okay. All righty. Uh, well, um, well, um, uh, welcome to um, Bay Life Church this morning. And um, if you are watching online, um, unfortunately, I don't think we are live right now. Our internet, um, we're having a bit of problems. Anyone knows anything about Mr. Internet and how it works? Um, come let us know because um, our computers just don't want to talk to Mr. Internet at the moment. So, um, it could be Mrs. Internet or the interweb, how that all works. Um, so if you are watching this, it will be later on in the day. We're going to show you this again at 5 o'clock tonight. So you can um, jump back in and you can watch the service again um, if you want to do that. Because we all know that uh, two churches in a day is a good thing, right? Okay. <laughs> Just me. Yeah, good. Uh, hey, well... Um, yeah, thanks. There we go. Come on, shout at me. Hey, uh, thanks so much for uh, being here this morning. But um, I just thought I'd just give you a quick update with the COVID thing happening in our community. Hey, we were super, super lucky in this last uh, this last season. You know, we might not be out of the woodworks just yet, but it looks like we're doing really, really well as a community. We thank Jesus for that, amen, uh, for protecting Port Stephens. But also, well done, Port Stephenites. You know, we did really, really well. Give yourselves a round of applause. You know, we did great to be able to uh, do what we have to do as a community to be able to make sure that, you know, um, you know, COVID doesn't, you know, keep, keep spreading through our community. But as a church, I just, thought, I just wanted to let you know how we're going to operate. That, um, as always, first and foremost, that our heart um, is always for your health and safety and for our community first. So um, we just ask, as a church, we'll be flexible. Um, you know, we're calling it being agile. Um, we might make a decision today that might change tomorrow, and that's okay because we don't just run a service for the sake of running a service. We run services when they're safe, when we know that when you come to this building, you have confidence knowing that, hey, we can come to church with confidence knowing that all our plans and procedures and all of our, um, you know, health COVID-19 um, health guidelines are in place that when you're in this building, we do everything that we can to keep you guys safe. So um, church will be on moving forward. If there's more cases that hit, we'll let you know via email, via social media, what's happening. At the same time, you know, as a country, as, a, as, as the world, and as Port Stephens, and as a church, that we have to be able to coexist with COVID in our community as well, right? So, um, you know, it's not like it's just going to go away tomorrow. Um, there will be cases that pop up every now and again, and um, we're just going to have to, you know, just, um, I suppose, I can't make a decision for three weeks' time. I don't know. So, you know, just stay with us. We'll keep communicating, and uh, we'll just let you know. But just know that we aren't just going to put a service on because we can. We're going to put services on when we know that they're safe to run. So um, I just thought I would let you know that, and uh, that's where we stand as a church. So um, this morning, I am excited about this message, and I am. It's been something that God's been talking to me about in this last season, and um, I, 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 just, I just pray, and I know this morning that it's going to encourage um, you in 
decision-making and where you are and where you're, you're going in life. And this morning, this message is titled, Seek First. Give us a wave if you love a good game of hide-and-seek. Anyone? Anyone love a good game of hide-and-seek? Yeah, anyone still play that game? Yeah, yeah. I play it a lot. <laughs> Every day of my life, there's hide-and-seek going on. And it's super fun, and it's, uh, it's so funny playing. Uh, it's Hugo that loves to play hide-and-seek. Edie still loves to play as well, but it's Hugo that just loves to play hide-and-seek. He's like, any moment of the day, he comes up, Daddy, 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 you hide, I find. Or I, I, I hide and you find. And, you know, we're still speaking like cavemen at the moment at three. But um, it's, it's super fun to play with Hugo because how we play hide-and-seek is if, if he's hiding, I go and pretend, you know, over here to, to count to 10 and, you know, he's usually just there under the chair, but, you know, he doesn't go far, but, you know, I do the good dad thing and I'm like, where's Hugo? Oh, is he behind the stand? No, obviously he can't be hiding there. He's not this small, but, you know, is he under the stage? No. And he's over in the corner going, daddy, I'm over here. I'm over here, daddy. Daddy, I'm just here. I'm over here. Can you hear me? I'm just here. So funny. And uh, every time, without fail, he lets me know where he is. And um, I was just thinking with that, it's funny. God does the same thing, right? God lets us know where he is um, in all seasons of our life. And he's always the seeker. Uh, <laughs> we need to seek first. But, you know, we're the ones that hide from God. Amen. Um, it, just as Lois said before, we can't. Like, you know, we, we try to run and hide from God. And he's, it's, it's like... It's like, you know, uh, one of the, <laughs> just thought of this example then. It's like when someone tries to run away from the police in a car and there's a helicopter in the sky. <laughs> They're like, I'm getting away. I've got this. I've got this. They're never going to find me. And this dude just sitting in the helicopter going, all right, he's turned right. Uh, he's gone left. Uh, he's just gone into that garage over there. And then the police, how did you find me? He's like, I was watching. God's pretty similar. Um, but also when we play hide and seek, when I try to find Hugo. Oh, when I'm hiding, he stands in the corner and he like pretends to count like one, two, and he always finds me. Um, but this morning, what I want to have a look at is, is looking at seeking God first and the importance of us taking time out of our lives. And the younger you can learn this, the earlier you can learn this in life, the earlier you can apply these principles to life. I'm talking to this side of the room over here right now. The quicker that you can get this into your spirit, and over this side of you as a young over here as well, the quicker you can get this into your spirit, the easier life is going to be. The easier and, and, and the decision-making that we make and the, the, the direction we go and the place we end up is going to be so much easier if we can understand this principle of seeking God first. You know, the world tells us to seek everything else first. The world tells us to seek popularity, to seek success, to seek comfort, to seek approval from people, to seek, um, you know, finances, to seek everything else. But the thing that the world never encourages us to do is to seek God. You know, life is full of big decision-making. You know, the, some of the biggest decisions some of the smallest decisions to everything in between. You know, we make so many decisions every day. I actually did research on this and well, Googled it. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think that's research. And women make more decisions than men. I didn't know if you know that, but they do. Um, so women, um, thank you for 
making your husbands and uh, your, your kids uh, make good choices because you think more than men, that means. The more decisions you make, the more that you think. So I think that's the, that's the, uh, the conclusion I came to. But everything in between, but how often do we actually seek God about the decisions we're making? And how often do we seek God in situations, actually seek God? <laughs> and how often do we actually seek God in where we're going to end up? You know, we, 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 we do this um, kind of. And I think we, we do it like this. We say, all righty, God, this is the plan I'm going to make. And this is where we're going to go. And, you know, I'm going to make this decision can you come along with me? <laughs> hey, can you just, you know, jump in the passenger seat as I go on the direction that I know that, you know, I feel like I should be going with my life. And we head this way and we say, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm going to do. And, oh, that's right, God, can you come along with me, please? I forgot to invite you along on the ride. But when we seek God first, it actually flips it around and we actually say, you know what, God? I'm going to seek you before I make any decision, and I want you to be in the driver's seat, and I'm going to go along for the ride with you. You know, one of the biggest questions that we, we ask ourselves and others in life is, what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> I love asking this question. What's the dream? Where do you want to go? It's one of the passions inside of me to pull out of people. What's inside of them? You know, where do you want to be when you're 60? Or if you're 60, we'll say 80. And if you're 80, you know how it goes. Just keep on going. 100, you're going to make it to 150. All right. So if, if, you're, you know, if, if you ask people that question today, I think it's a really dangerous question to answer if we haven't first seek God? That it's actually a really dangerous question to answer. We haven't actually taken time to seek God to see what's inside of us and what He's placed inside of us and the, and the plan that He actually has for us. If we answer that question before we seek God, the answer is actually coming out of our flesh. The answer is actually going to come out of a place of what's going to make me happy? What's going to make me feel okay? What is it that everyone else, you know what I was talking about before, the popularity and the success and all that, the decision and where we want to end up is actually going to come out of me, and it's not actually going to come out of what God has for me. You know, who knows that God's plan for your life is better than your plan for your life? Amen? God's plan for your life is so much better than your plan for your life, but we think that we have to have it all figured out. Let me take the pressure off you. God's already got it figured out for you. <laughs> if we just seek Him first and go on the journey with Him rather than the other way around, just inviting him along the journey. He'll come. He'll be with you. He never forsakes you. He never leaves you. But he can only bless what you do then. And in our own strength, we can't really do much at all. <laughs> but in Christ, if we're going along the journey with him, he will bless the whole way. Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You know, what God's been talking to me about this verse at the moment is if I seek him first. You know, the big if is a big question. <laughs> it's such a little word, but it means so much. You know, if 
I actually choose to do this if I seek God first. And that's not just before a decision, um, not just before the next thing that comes up, but it's actually taking a pause in life, not just going, I'm just going to wait for the next thing and then seek God. It's actually going, you know know what? I'm going to draw a line in the sand right now, and I'm actually going to seek God with what He wants to do with my life. Because when we seek God with what He wants to do with our life, we're not just saying, God, can you come along for the ride? But when we seek God first, what it actually does, it actually gives us understanding on who we are. And I just want us to understand this principle of actually knowing who we are for a second. That if we don't understand that we are created, you know, you, you talk to, I talk to Christians all the time, I talk to non-Christians, even non-Christians believe that we've been created. Then lots of people believe in creation. Lots of people also believe in evolution. But if we actually understand the principle of being created, not just made, you know, when, 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 when you make something, you actually have to make something out of something that was already created. When you've been created, you've actually done the whole thing. And what God has done, He's created you unique and specific for a plan and amazing purpose here in this world. And when we seek God and we actually understand who I am first, what happens is that the decisions that I start to make and where I actually end up in life, it starts to come out of a place of who I am, not in what I do. You know, the first, um, the first, the first decision is that we invite God into our life, right? You know, the, this is the first big decision. We have to invite Jesus into our life. And when we do that, we actually have access. Our whole world opens up. We actually have access to knowing who God is and why He created me. You know, who's ever asked the question, why am I here? Just me, one hand, two hands, three hands. I know we've all asked this question, why am I here? Why do I exist? And I want to encourage you today that it's already in there. <laughs> it's not like this, 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 um, jigsaw puzzle or this crazy thing that you have to, you know, unlock. It's in you because God has created you. And I'm going to be talking and encourage us today about if we just seek God first, our decisions and where we end up is going to look completely different. You know, Mark 8, 35, it says, for one to find his life, he must first lose it. And this is a challenging thought for us to think, well, for me to lose my life, it actually means that I find my purpose. <laughs> but for me to lose what I want in my life, for me to lay down the thing that I want in my life, actually allows me to find my life in why I was actually created. Find my life in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So, but this is what I want to encourage us today. We actually have to come to a point in life to say, you know what? It's not like your whole life from this point on changes and you change your job and career and everything changes. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to take some time to seek God. I'm going to give you some homework to do later on. Um, When you get home, ask you some questions to write some stuff down, to start to seek God in who am I? Why do I exist? What are the passions within me? Because what happens is that when we start to connect who I am with what I'm doing, it makes so much more sense than try to connect 
what I'm doing with who I am. I'll say that again. If I try to connect what I do to who I am, you're going to lose every single time. But when I connect who I am in Christ and the decisions that I make determine where I'm going and what I do, that mindset, and I'm going to get into that in a second, is so much easier. As I said before, that God's created you. We're His creation. And when we take the time to seek what God has for us with the passions and the drivers, the decisions that we start to make start coming out of that place and not our flesh. And, you know, there's always this, this battle between the spirit and the flesh, right? It's never going to go away. This is my favorite verse, one of my favorite verses, that encourage me in the Bible. And it says this, I do not understand what I do. Full stop. <laughs> Anyone else? I don't understand why I do what I do. There's so many do's and nots in this verse, so <laughs> stay Stay, uh, stay with me, and it's on the screen for you to interpret. It says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do. If I do what I do not want to do, I agree, with the law, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. This is talking about the spirit and the flesh. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Anyone? For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. And what this is talking about is this constant battle of the spirit and the flesh. Okay, there's this constant thing within us that humanity in its essence wants to feel good. The number one thing that in our life we have these protective mechanisms within us, the way that our brain is wired is that we want to be okay. And the reason we make decisions in life comes out of this place of wanting to feel okay, wanting to feel safe. And this is a completely normal thing. This is not bad. We make decisions based on, is this going to hurt me? If it does, I won't do it. It's a protection mechanism. You know, when I, when I go and eat this certain thing, it actually, you know, when you, who, who hasn't had a drink of water for a while and you drink water and it's like, oh my gosh, that feels amazing. I do it like every three days when I forget to drink and then you drink a drink of water. It's like, oh, my body loves that. I need some more of that. But what our, 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 our humane self wants to make decisions that make us feel good. But what happens is that, this is what I want to um, encourage us in knowing who we are. What happens is, if we don't know who we are first, we're always going to make a decision out of what makes me feel good. If I don't understand who God's created me to be, and I don't understand that God has an amazing plan for my life, that He has created me unique, that the passions and the, and, the, and, the, and the dreams and the thing that He's placed inside of me, if I can start making decisions out of that, that's actually making decisions out of the Spirit. When we seek God first and we actually understand what He's placed inside of us and we make a decision out of, well, is this me that wants to make this decision or is this part of the, the God thing that He's placed inside of me? You know, that's acting out of the Spirit because we're seeking God first. 
But if we don't do that, the decisions that we make are always going to be based on wanting to make us feel good. You know, there's so many different seasons in life that we do this in. You know, we do this, you know, when we're at school, it's who am I going to date and who are my friends going to be? You know, if you could just, you know, get this early and say, well, God, who am I? What is it that you have for my life? What is the plan and purpose for me? If we can understand that here, the decision that we make is going to be so much different than just, it makes me feel good. You know, and then it goes on out of school and we finish, finish uh, school. It's like, well, what am I going to do with my life? What job am I going to do? This is the big question, huge question. It's one of the trickiest times in life. And it's one of the, you know, people think, oh, when you leave school, the, the, the world's your oyster. It's true, but good luck finding that oyster. <laughs> you know, it's so hard. It's one of the hardest seasons of your life when you finish school. You're in school, you got told what to do, what to wear, what to study, what not to study, how to live, you know, what time you had to be places. As soon as you leave school, it's like figure it out on your own. But if we just understood and we can take time to say, well, God, who am I? What are the passions that you've placed inside of me? You know, what are the, the, the things that excite me in life? And we seek God first, and when we make a decision out of, well, this is a career path that I'm going to give a go, not because that it's going to make me an amazing income or because that you know, my teachers told me I had to do it or because that's what my parents did. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to make a decision out of seeking God because I've sought God early in my life. Seek God first early in my life so that every decision after comes out of a place of who I am, not on what I want to do. See, the destination of where I end up should have no bearing on who I am. What I do should have no correlation on who I am. Because what that does, it just sets us up for failure every single time. Because we're never going to be good enough. (laughs) People's expectations of us are always going to be higher. And we're always going to make mistakes. So what happens is that I go to try to do something. Maybe that you feel like God has this thing in you and it's like, oh, maybe all worship might be a thing or maybe this might be a thing or this might be a thing. And I give it a go and I make a mistake. What's the enemy going to say? You were never meant to do that. <laughs> that was never meant to be something you're meant to do. You suck at that. You failed at that. You should never try again. If you haven't sought God first, you're going to believe that lie. And you're going to say, you're probably right. But if I've sought God and God says, you know what? This is the thing that I've called you to do with your life. This is the thing. You know, for me, I've been seeking God. And, you know, since I've been about 19, this is the thing that God's placed in my life. Just one more soul for Christ. That's the thing that God's placed inside of me. One more soul for Christ. So for me, wherever I am, the slogan of my life, is I'm going to say one more soul for Christ. That if I'm over here and I make a mistake and I screw up, and the devil says, oh, you should never do that again, I'm going to be like, hmm, sorry. I've actually sought God over here. <laughs> and he's actually shown me who I am because what I do actually have no correlation. All the mistakes I make have no correlation on who I actually am in Christ. And I just want to encourage us in this, this analogy for a second. When I was about 19, I think I was, I went down to this thing called Young Guns, and they told us to do this thing, and I want to encourage you to do this if you get an opportunity. And it was basically, they said, you're going to write a biography of your life. 
And they said, all right, put your name up top, Chris Klum. And underneath, you know, every book has a, you know, like a slogan. You know, what's the title of your book? And the title of my book was One More Soul for Christ. We took time, prayed, just in the Holy Spirit, you know, what is it? You know, mine was One More Soul for Christ. Wrote that down. On the inside of every book, there's a contents page. And what they asked us to do, they said, all right, I want you to write five things that you've already achieved in life. The reason why it's important to do this is because what happens is that we never think that we've ever achieved anything. We're never going to try and do anything. If we've never actually believed you've achieved something in life, you know, it's so easy to tell people what you haven't done. How hard is it to say, tell me five things that you've done amazing in life right now? It's really hard to do for some people. But if we can just take some time and go, no, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this, it lifts our faith to say, hey, I can do this again. I can actually do this again. And then you write five things about the dreams and the plans that the passions that are inside of you. You write five things down about the passions and the dreams that are inside of you, wherever you are in life. You're never too old to do this. That while you still have breath, God is not finished with you. While you still exist in this earth, that God still has an amazing plan and purpose for your life. You haven't missed the boat. You haven't missed out. There's so much that you can still do no matter while you're still drawing breath. God can still and wants to use the passions and the dreams inside of you. After that, you know, we, we, wrote, we actually drew all the pictures. It was cool to visualize what it's going to look like. And on the back page, we wrote a biography of our life. You know, Chris Klein was a man who loved God and, you know, married a, a beautiful, you know, I wanted to have a wife and a kids and I wanted to preach and I wanted to, you know, be a pastor and I wanted to, these are all there at 19 years old. And I'll, just as the band comes and I wanted to, you know, speak in front of thousands of people. And, you know, it's amazing that these dreams that I had when I was 19, when I sought God, are actually coming to pass now. I stand on stage now in front of thousands of young people and encourage them with the gospel of Jesus Christ to see one more soul for Christ. <laughs> it's incredible that wherever I am, it doesn't matter if I'm teaching over here, I'm still seeing one more soul for Christ. If I'm in the corporate world, I'm still seeing one more soul for Christ. If I'm, if I'm sitting in a, in, 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 you know, a meeting with, with non-Christians or I'm just hanging out with mates that don't know God, one more soul for Christ. And my encouragement is you can have that as well. What's the catch cry of your life? Because when we seek God first, everything starts to come out of that. But I want to encourage you, it takes time. <laughs> it's not that the next time, it's not like God's this thing, this person or this thing we just call on when we need Him. It's like, no, 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 let's do life with God. Let's seek Him. Take a, take a moment out. Take a few hours. Take a day to say, God, who is it I am? What are the passions and the dreams you placed inside of me? You know, when we understand, actually I've written this down, let's not live for the destination, but instead live with revelation in who we are. Because when we do, the destination no longer becomes the goal, but my purpose is connected to seeking God, not success. <laughs> success isn't something that I strive for in life. I just want to see one more soul for Christ. And the decisions that I'm making come out of that. You know, when the temptations come in life, it's like, no, Chris, you know who you are. You don't need that stuff. It's not that my flesh doesn't want it. <laughs> I'm human. I'm like, no, you don't need it. 
Because you know that you're wonderfully created. You know that God has this great plan for your life. You know that you can, you can find all things in Christ, that you actually don't need the things that the world throw at you. The only place that we can, the only time we can make that decision is if we've actually sought God first. You know, I say this all the time to the, to the generation that, that, I'm, that I'm, you know, pastoring um, in youth ministry. And I always say, if you get to a situation and you haven't made the decision of what you're going to do, you've lost. You have to make the decision of who you are and what you're going to do before you get there. You're not going to win every time. You'll make mistakes. Yep. You know, we'll, we'll fall short. Yep. But if our identity is secure in Christ. We don't need the other stuff. So my questions, if you're writing notes, I really want you to write these down. Get your phones out. Don't go on Instagram or Facebook. Three questions I want to encourage you today with that I want you to go home and I want you to ask yourself and actually seek God about this because this is where it all comes out of. Three things that can help, all righty? Question number one is what breaks your heart? What's the thing that breaks your heart? Because God's placed that in you for a reason to use you on this earth to make a difference in it. What is it that breaks your heart? When you think about it, it's just like, oh, I've got to do something about that. And we don't understand why no one else is passionate about it. <laughs> this is the problem with evangelists. Like, what the, why in the world don't you understand? These people don't know Jesus. <laughs> what is the thing that breaks your heart? Seek God, write it down. I don't want to preach on this too much because I don't want to change what God wants to speak to you about. Question number two is what would you pursue or do even if you weren't paid for it? What would you do every single day of your life even if you didn't get paid to do it? This is a great thing to start to talk to God about. Well, what is it? You know, it's in you already. He's placed it there. And the third question is what lights you up. I will explain that one a little bit. You know that thing that you do, and it's like, oh, it just brings me life. It just makes me feel free. It just gets me so excited. You know, a few examples of these could be, you know, it could be preaching a message. It could be encouraging someone. It could be, you know, having people in your house, hospitality. You know, it could be giving a prophecy. You know, it could be spending time with family. It could be giving to the needy. It could be helping that person on, on, the, on the side of the road. You know, it, it could be on the mission field. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. But I want to encourage you that it's in every single one of you because God's already placed it there. We just need to take the time to seek Him first. And when we do, the promise is everything else. <laughs> is added to it. It's not the other way around. We don't chase everything else and then seek Him. We seek Him first and then everything else is added to that. Hey, why don't we stand this morning? I want to pray for you. And we'll finish with a song and we'll go drink some manna from heaven. Coffee. Hey, this morning, if that word has encouraged you, challenged you, I know that it will because when anyone talks about purpose, stuff dwells up within us. 
You know, the first thing that the enemy wants to do when we leave this room is say, well, that wasn't for you. <laughs> You've missed the boat. You know, don't worry about that. That's for someone else. No, that's a lie. It's for you. 100% it's for you. Take some time. Put some margin in to ask yourself those questions. Write it down. Seek God. And then with the decisions you're making, you know, talk to people about your passions. Talk to people about what you would love to see, what you feel God's talking to you about right now in life. Because as a church, we can help you with that stuff. But then the decisions we make are going to be completely different moving forward. That When the next time that a big decision comes, filter it through who you are first. It might be the same decision that you make. But at least you've got confidence that, hey, this is where God's leading me, not where I want to go. If that's you this morning, if you want to lift your hands out to heaven, I just want to pray for you. And um, let's pray the Holy Spirit this morning can just fill you with that, that peace, that, that confidence in who you are in Christ. You know, maybe that you've stepped away. Just remember what you do or what you've done has no impact on where you're going to end up. If we see God first. So God, today, I just thank you for every single person in this room, every single person watching online. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now for your impartation, Lord, of a passion to seek you first, a want, Lord God, to take some time in our, in our life to maybe get back to those things we were once passionate about before, the true things that you've placed inside each and every one of us, you know, the things that break our heart, the things that we would do, even if we never got paid for them. The thing that lights us up, God, I just pray that when we're making decisions, when we're going on in life, I know that we've got to have jobs and we've got to work. I get that. But when we understand who we are first, we can actually put that into wherever we are, whatever we do. God, I thank you so much that the plan and purpose you have for each one of us exists so that others may come to know you. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for this church. I just pray in this next season, Lord God, that so many more people are going to start a relationship with you, that we're going to have conversations with people about our passions, and we're going to actually get into areas, into fields, into places where you actually want us to be, Lord God. Give us the confidence to encourage people in your love that you have for them. Give us the confidence and the courage, Lord God, to invite someone to church (laughs) so that they too can find out who they are in Christ. Let's thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool, cool. Hey, let's finish with the song.